Canby New Life Foursquare Church welcomes you. We're located at 2350 Southeast Territorial Road, just off Highway 99E. We hope the following message will be a blessing to you. Well, we so much appreciate to be here. Actually, my family, well, one half of my family is right here with me, my wife, Brigitte, which is just here. And, oh, look at this. We took an older picture because we look much more nice on that. Well, <laughs> you see my wife, the nice lady in the back, and our two daughters, Esther on the left. She will actually um, plan to stay for a year here in Canby at CBC and the ID program. We're still in the process of applying for a visa. This is actually a prayer request because we still need approval from authorities so that CBC may receive foreign students. And then we can start the process. And this, you'll never know how long that takes. So um, you apply for a visa and then you get an appointment at the consulate and you have to show up and how they like. And our two boys, Jonathan on the right side, he's still in Germany as Christine. And we brought with us Benedict, who's five years, years old right now. And he's at the children's group, at the kindergarten, right? Okay, he's doing good, I hope. <laughs> You'll never know, he doesn't understand the word and they don't understand the word, so. <laughs> I'm so happy that, that they don't need to change the diaper anymore. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, we're so thankful to be here. Actually, we'll be here for around two months, and it's a kind of a sabbatical. Um, so it's, it's really a favor to us that we were allowed to be away for such a time, and that we are so much welcomed here and can be to stay in the house of blessing. That is a privilege, and that's really a blessing, not just the house. You know, coming over to the Northwest, there are a lot of things to see. We have been at the... Um, Seaside, uh, in Seaside, in Astoria. We have been at the um, Gorge already, so we saw all these nice places, but it, that's not the deal. There are a lot of nice places everywhere, but it's something special to come here and to meet special people again. So the first time when I've been here was in 2005, so it's six years since then, and I'm always, I, I always like to come back and to meet you guys having fun with you, and just relaxing. And it's so much of a privilege to be here. And it's so much a privilege to f speak on the 4th of July weekend. That's what I understood. So that's something very special to you. So that's a special thing for me as well. Um, actually, I didn't know that I was speaking. Um, so I got the information just uh, last weekend. Then Pastor Ron said, hi, um, why don't you speak um, next weekend? So... Um, I said, okay. <laughs> and so I took a day off of the vacation for preparing and just wondering what I'm going to talk about. And um, I'm living right now the, the past few months in a book of the Bible. And my church knows it because every Sunday when I'm standing up preaching, they know what's going on and what kind of book I'll take. It's about Ecclesiastes. I hope you know that this is a book of the Bible. Yeah, you know, some of you. <laughs> and it's often a book which is quite misunderstood. Who has already read the book, sometimes you get the impression, I'm not sure, is that really something which encourages me or it's more kind of depressing thing? 
Because sometimes it's said, well, so much workload and there's nothing new under the sun. Have you heard that? Yeah, nothing new. Sometimes you f it feels like that, isn't it? And one key, there are a lot of keys, uh, but one key to that book is to understand that he just describes the world as it is. As you real, if you just live and uh, how you experience the world, the life. He's speaking about that. And if that's your only perspective, if your perspective just goes unto the sun, then it can be quite depressive. Those people, where the sun shines, they have a good life. There, it's raining. That's a bad life. But our perspective goes beyond. And it's kind of like um, it pops in in every chapter that he quotes, let's fear the Lord. Let's see that he gives eternity in our hearts. And to understand that our perspective goes beyond the sun. It goes into eternity. And that helps us to understand how life is meant. How does it work? And I choose actually a chapter uh, which I want to read with you this morning. And is a chapter which talks about seasons. We know what seasons are. We live in an area, and Germany is just like the Northwest. So we do have winter, snow, cold, you know. I don't like it. I don't like to dress up with a lot of stuff. You know, it's always, well, I like summer. I like days like yesterday. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? Sun, wow. This morning I looked out to the window and I saw clouds. What's that? That doesn't belong to summer. That's my thinking. But I realized that that was something that God made. Well, of course he made it, but he made it for that sermon because things change some days are sunny some days are cloudy that's the way it is and this is actually the title of my um of my sermon maybe you'll find it's very wow that's cool it just appears i like that um the first is french it means or it says here c'est la vie is there any french speaking you know what it means? Go ahead. What it means? Life. It's life. Right. Cool. Here's the French speaking. I can give you another translation. So ist das Leben. So ist das Leben. That's German. So life is colorful. That's life. That's what it's all about. Life is changing. We have sunny days. We have cloudy days. And that is how it works. And this is our scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I asked Pastor Sam to... Come on and read the chapter for us. And if you have a Bible with you, just read that chapter with us. If you don't have one, don't look on the walls. We won't have a scripture there. Just close your eyes and just hear and concentrate on the word of God as Pastor Sam reads. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. 
a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live. That everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken from it. God, God does it so that men will revere him. Whatever is has already been, and what will be has been before, and God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. I thought in my heart, God will bring to judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time for every deed. I also thought, as for men, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Man's fate is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. All have the same breath. Man has no advantage over the animal. Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Who knows if the spirit of man rises upward, and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better for a man than to enjoy his work, because that is his lot. For who can bring him to see what will happen after him? Thank you. There are seasons in the nature and there are seasons in life. We do know that. We experience it. Sometimes we do like it, sometimes we don't, right? We always like if it's sunny in our lives, if everything goes smooth, everything works out well. But if there are problems ahead, we don't like that, the storms of life. But we all know, if we went through storms, that these probably are the times where we learned the most, where we grew the most. So it's very valuable, even though we don't like them. So going through seasons, that is something, what is life all about? We go through phases, different phases. And the interesting thing of life is that everyone goes through the same phases. I learned a word yesterday. That was funny. Um, you know, um, the time, how it is called, the time between being a child and becoming a man or a, a woman, it's called puberty, right? I got it, I, did I get it right? Puberty. It sounds so funny, puberty. <laughs> puberty. It comes out, you know, in German we say pubertät. That sounds more like, go through it. And uh, puberty means more go smooth, puberty. Sounds like poverty. No, no. Um, so you know that phase. You know, everyone goes through that. Everyone. Maybe it's a long time ago, but everyone went through that phase. But the interesting thing of life is that it's not always the same for everyone. We go through a phase, but it's different. That makes us to individuals. Every life is individual. If, if we go through phases like the puberty or being a young man, I still remember in the 20s, you feel like there's every door open in life for you. You can do anything. 
And then comes the time when you have family, kids, you know, you need to work, and you realize you can't do anything. You have to do some things, you know. It's not a free choice. So the things changes. And then a time of life comes when you realize that you're not are that strong anymore as you used to be. So there are different phases. Everyone goes through that, but it's always in a different way. So if you say, oh, Sam, I know how you feel. I know how that works. No, you don't. You don't know. You may say, that was how it was for me. But you don't know how the other one feels. Because it's individual. Everyone goes differently through that. I can say, I pray for you. And it was hard for me. And so I understand that it may be hard for you. So let's pray and ask the Lord that he helps you. But we don't really know how it really is for someone else. So that's just life. And what I'm talking, I want to talk about is about, um, about laws in life. You mean, there are laws of nature um, well, you can believe in them or not. You know, the law of gravity, do you know what that is? If I just let my coffee cup go, do you think, what do you think will happen? It fall, yeah. Correct. You're happy that I did not do any coffee in it, right? But poor carpet. So yesterday I wanted to take to use the water cup, but they, I thought, well, it's nasty. Okay, so I brought my coffee cup. Don't take it. I'll, I need it the next time again. So that works. We know that that works. We live by that, and you don't need to believe in it, in the law of gravity, right? Oh well, you just can deny it, but it still works. So here are seven laws of life. Everything has its time. Maybe you don't like it, the time where you're in right now, but that's how life works. Everything has its time. These are the first eight verses here. There is a time to be born and a time to die. That's right. There is a time to tear down and a time to build up. Sometimes we are in a phase where we need to build up something. Sometimes you tear down something in your life, and it's necessary. There are times to sample, to bring together, and some there are times to get rid of things. You cannot just add things to your life. If so, you need one storage room after another. That's something interesting to us, to see all these public storage rooms there, or these kind of big buildings, store your stuff. It's kind of store your stuff and forget it. Unless you get a bill. Sometimes you need to get rid of stuff. And sometimes it's necessary to sample, to bring things together. I would like to do an exercise with you, but we don't have a time for it. I need to watch the, watch the clock. As long as we're not nervous down there in the sound booth, I'm happy to go ahead. But I would like to do an exercise, but I only can give it to you, and maybe you take it at home and do it at home. It needs some time. Go through these eight verses and ask yourself in what kind of phase you are right in, in the moment. What is God doing in your life right now? Give the, your life a title for that moment. Is it a time to get rid of things or is it time to build up? What is it right now? 
It can be everything. And I'm sure if you read that scripture with a heart of prayer, God will speak to you. And then you can ask, what do you want me to do? What do you want to teach me in that phase? That is necessary. In what season are you right in now? Secondly, God has a well-thought-out plan. Even if you don't understand what's going on right now, we can trust in Him that He has a plan and it works out well. I experience that quite often, and I'm sure you experience that too. Sometimes you're in a situation, you don't know what's going on, but after that, you realize that was God, and it worked out well. But in the situation, you don't like it because you don't understand it. We always like to control the situations, right? But sometimes we just need to trust. Third, eternity has been set in everyone's heart. That's a scripture which we quote very often in Germany. I don't know if you do that here in America as well. It just means that every man has a desire for eternity in his life. And this is our hope as well. So we talk to people about Jesus. We talk to people that there is an eternal life. There is something more than just this life. And this is actually uh, what our message, what we need to tell the people. And this is something that's very necessary. We need to understand that from an internal point of view, things look differently. Yesterday, we have been to Multnomah Falls. We went there very early. So we, uh, we uh, drove by 7.30 from here. So we have been there, and um, only a few people were around. And then we went up um, the mountain. So we were on the top of Multnomah Falls, and we went furthermore. That's a really nice hike. I just can re recommend that. Really nice. So we came back. It was noon, and everything was full in the parking lot, you know. So we, I think that, that was a good deal. And we, I realized it makes a difference if you're at the bottom and just look up and think, wow, that's huge. Large mountain. How can I, um, how can I take, um, can cope with that, you know? Like problems in our life. And sometimes it feels like, wow, we're too big. But if you change position, it really looks differently from up there, looking down. All um, the, the cars and the people look like toys, you know. Taking in the position of eternity and things changes in our side. Take in the position of God and you realize things are not that big deal as we thought they would be. Did I say that right? Yep. So It's always complicated to use these words in German. I think it's in English as well. Just looked like that, I realized I did say something wrong. <laughs> Fourth, <laughs> if you just look like that, I think, I think it's going well. It's just like in my church. We don't understand everything. I don't need to say anything about that, right? Because we know that. We realize that. Maybe there was a time in our life where we think, I got it. I know how things work. And we start in our lives, and then we realize we do not understand all the things. And we don't need to understand everything. That's why we need to trust, to learn to trust. We even need to, to trust, to lean on other people. That's why we need church. That's why we need friends. That's why we need family. Because we can't do 
everything on our own. We need help. And that's how God created this life. And this actually makes life colorful. That makes it individual. That makes it special. We need someone else. At least we need our Lord. Fifth, the world is not just. You find that in verses 15 to 17, you may, when Pastor Sam read the scripture, you felt like, what's going on right now? The first, the first part was quite nice, you know, we got that. But then we realized, what, what is, the, um, what is the, the teacher talking about here? It says, I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. I thought in my heart, God will bring to judgment both the righteousness and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time for every dead. That's just the truth of life. The world is not, this world is not just. But it's just true. And if you uh, realize that, if you happen to come in a situation of injustice and you feel, hey, that's not how you should treat me, and you start to quarrel about that, to, to discuss, that's how the world is. But God is just. And this is actually our message. The world is not just, but our God is just. And people often come and say, how can that be? If there is a God, how can all these injustices be? Have you heard stuff like that? A lot of people in Germany ask me these questions. How can there be a loving God if this world is like it is? And I say, say just because we are like this world and we do this stuff. Just skip God in your uh, account. And what do, you have, what, what do you have left then? A world and you. So that's how it works. Because we are wicked. Because we do bad things. That's why the world is like that. And that's why we need a just God. Who brings justice. Who brings righteousness in that world. And this is our message. That's why we need God. We think we can cope with that life. We don't. We need that God. So that's just the truth of that life. Don't expect that we as a Christian don't experience that as well. We can experience injustice in that world as well. Because we live in this world. We're not part of it, but we live in that world. So we will experience the same things as others do. Six, this life is a time of testing and preparation, as, as the teacher says here. I also thought, as for man, God tests them so that may see that they are like the animals. Maybe this quote is sometimes a little bit different. Are we really like the animals? Is that really what King Solomon wants to say? No. He's speaking kind of ironically. Does that make sense? That's what was the word that I looked for yesterday. So he does not mean it plain like he says that. He wants to ask us a question. Hello, are you still with me? Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you need to say something to realize that... The people around still watch you and hear you. Men are like animals. If I would say that, preach that. I was, I'm just curious if you re would realize that. You know, I know, I know you can learn that, you know. Look like very excited and thinking about the meal of lunch. And... <laughs> we can learn that. 
And the preacher used that as well. Are we really like animals? No, we are not. We are not. There's a difference because we can choose the right way. And this is why God tests us. This life is a life of preparation for something even bigger, the eternal life together with him, when we will reign over all the earth, over the new earth. And we are learning how to do that in this life, under these circumstances. So the whole life is all about learning, exercising, growing in the spirit. That's how he uses us. It does not want to test us to check out good man, bad man. You know, that's not, not bad man, bad man. <laughs> Did you get the difference? Cool. Oh, that was cool. I need to move. He doesn't want to check us out. He wants to help us to grow. That is his desire. We can choose our way. And the seventh point here is joy is your reward. Joy is your reward. And the interesting thing is nearly in every chapter of Ecclesiastes, he quotes that. Enjoy your life. That's the only one you got. <laughs> That's the only one. After that, there is eternal life, which is different. But this kind of life, you only got one. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the sunny days and enjoy this Sunday even there's cloudy outside. Who cares? It's still a good day. And actually, it's the only day you have. You know, there's only one time where life happens. It's today. It's right now. There's the past. You can think of the past, but you can, cannot change it, right? You cannot change it. That's just like it is. There's a future, but you don't know how much of a future you have here on earth. Do you know that? No one knows that. That, if you would know that, that would be an easy deal. Okay, I, I, I become a Christian a day before I die, and then I start to go to service, and then I start to do this and that. That's a good deal, as long as you know when you die. If you don't know, you better should make your choice right now. There is only one time to live, and this is today. Only today. So enjoy your day. You don't know how many days you have. Maybe a lot of years. Maybe not. So enjoy your day. It's not just a nice wish. If, you live, if we live in a, uh, each other, enjoy your day, enjoy your meal. It's just a recommendation of the Lord because he gives us that life. How do we work out with these laws of life? What can we learn out of it? I want to quote three things that may help you to go through the seasons of life. Whether it may be a sunny season or a rainy or cloudy, snowy, whatever. If you like it or not. There are people who like rainy days. I heard that. Can't believe it. But there. are. So whatever season you are in, how can you go through it? First. Stay calm. I'm so happy to ha that I had the help of Renee with my words. Actually, I, 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 I wrote there, stay cool. I felt like, you know, stay cool in every situation of your life. <laughs> the problem is staying cool, you don't see anything. So 
So I quoted, stay calm. Stay calm. Don't engage yourself in quarrels and discussions about the situations. Accept it. It's God's plan. It's God's plan. He takes care of everything. He takes care of you. We, we just sang that in one of the songs but he, that we are kind of plugged in his hand or something like that. But nothing in the world can take us out of his hand. Yeah. Romans 8. That's just great. Do you believe this? Yeah. Do you really believe that? Yeah. If you do so, you stay calm. So nothing can happen. You still stay with the Lord. He takes care of you in every situation. In every situation. He takes care for you. So I'm not responsible for everything. And I don't need to take care of everything. He does. Stay calm. Ask God in yourself, what have I to do today? Oh, there's a nice picture. Actually, I wanted to draw it for you on the stage but they did not give me a whiteboard because we were anxious that my drawings, no one will realize what it's all about. So this is a nice circle. Actually, we are two circles. Do you know that picture about the two circles? No, cool. So you learn something new today. So there is a circle of concern, which is often much more bigger than the other circle, which is a circle of influence. We can be concerned about a lot of things, right? What will be the weather tomorrow? Oh, God. But we cannot do anything about it, right? Can you change the weather? No. So that's the circle of concern. And there are a lot of things in there we took concern about, but we can't influence them. We should ask, what can I do? What is my circle of influence? What can I change? What can I do? Where can I opt for? Where can I do something about it? And this is different. That's even in a marriage. I'm married, or we are married, actually not just me. We are married for about 22 years. And still, it's uh, still <laughs> something interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, is someone else married besides me? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you know what I mean. Yeah. We learn still to work together. And sometimes I, I start with a discussion, you should do this and that. And this is the circle of concern, but it's not the circle of influence. I can change my wife, and she actually can change me. <laughs> she can try to help me understand how the right way of living is. That's how she would say that. <laughs> Got the point, right? But still, the only one I can change is myself. So, choose the circle of concern. What can you do today? Secondly, be patient. I know no one really likes that. We live in a society where we put the coins in the machine and, the, uh, and something comes out in the bottom. And if it doesn't work, we have an easy way to get the things out. Bam! Then it works. But that's not how life works. If God wants us to go through a season, he let us go through a season. There is no shortcut. Even if we try. We try a shortcut and then it turns out being a delay, a detour, right? <laughs> That's how life works. So be patient. There's a scripture I want to quote in Hebrews 10. So you realize, <laughs> that's in the Bible. That's not from me. Hebrews 10, verse 36. 
You need to persevere so that then you have done the will of God. You will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteousness, righteous one will live by faith. And he, if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. That's a good time to say amen. But that is a choice, right? Do you choose to believe and to stay in the situation, go through it, and trust in the Lord? Then you will be saved. Or do you choose to quit? It's, sometimes it's easier, right? Just to quit. But God wants us to go through situations so that we learn, that we get, become stronger. And the third idea, have a large heart. What, I do, what do I mean by that? I mean, you are not the whole story. It's not about, all about me. It's not all about you. Often we think like that, you know. The only questions we have, Lord, help me with that. Um, here's my problem, you know. Oh, my, me, my, mine. That's a word we should not use so often. It's not about me. It's about God's story with this world. And we are part of it. You are part of it. Amen? You don't look very thrilled about that idea. <laughs> I'm thrilled about it. God has a plan and we are part of it. We play a role in it. We are playing a role in that plan. But not the, not the only one and not the main role. Do you say main role? You know, the, the guys who are on the pictures then? Um, we are not these guys. It's Jesus Christ who plays the main role, but we are part of it. Let's think about that. That is kingdom thinking. That is kingdom thinking. The kingdom of God is bringing Jesus back and starting something in you. And he already works in that. And we are part of that program of God's plan to save the world. We are part of it. Hallelujah. But we are only one part of it. We are not the whole story. Let's learn about that. Finally, I have a scripture. And that may be different to what you normally use there's a, uh, I will read a scripture to you, and there is no scripture under that because I'm going to ask you where it's written in. So it's a little test. <laughs> I'm just wondering what you think there, who said that. And it just sounds like Ecclesiastes. And this is the only tip I give to you. It's not Ecclesiastes, but it just sounds like that. So hear that. Hear that. It com it's coming soon. Therefore... Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do you know that? Matthew. Matthew, what? Wow. <laughs> I'm amazed about two things, that you know it right away. It's Matthew 6, but it's 34. Um, it's up there. But the funny thing is, yesterday evening, the right answer said exactly on the same. It must be the seat, I think. <laughs> oh, I know. Someone wrote it there on the back. 
Pastor Sam, that's you, right? Just to, to let me know, can be Foursquare Church is very clever. They know their Bible. Yes. Who's saying that? Jesus. So that's Jesus actually quoting the same what the Ecclesiastes is saying as well. Every day has, has its worry itself. But now hear the words in before. And that's the words which we quote very, very often in Germany. I'm sure you know that too. Can we have that? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That is kingdom thinking. That is kingdom thinking. For, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the great story of the Lord. And then every other thing will be taken care of because he takes care of it. So live your life today. You only have this day to live. Today. And keep in mind the plan which God has and you're part of it. You can contact the church office Tuesday through Thursday from 9 to 5 and Fridays from 9 to 3 at 503-266-4444. Please visit us on the web anytime at canbefoursquare.com. Pastor Ron and others on New Life staff, along with occasional guest speakers, trust that the Holy Spirit will use the message to teach you, encourage you, and give you hope.